This is the Wife Wisdom Podcast with Christy Little-Jones of christylittlejones.com, episode number 140. In today's episode, I'm talking about the keys to being a successful stepmom and creating a blessed, blended family. Being a stepmom can be a challenge for many and equally as challenging for the child or children in the family. Today, I will share a few things I have learned about being a stepmom and the child of a blended family. Up next on the Wife Wisdom Podcast. For the next few episodes, I'm going to celebrate different versions of motherhood. Last week's episode was about being an adoptive mom, and this week's episode is about being a stepmom. Over the next few weeks, I will also talk about being a single mom as well as a Christian mom. So stay tuned for those episodes. They're going to be great. Welcome to the Wife Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Little-Jones. I'm a relationship coach, a marriage and family champion, and the chief cheerleader for women all over the world. The Wife Wisdom Podcast is a real conversation designed to help you cultivate the heart of a wife. If you are single and desire to be married, if you are newly married and want to thrive as a wife, or if you are a seasoned wife and just need a little encouragement staying a wife, you are in the right place. If you are new to our podcast, woohoo! Welcome to the family. I am thrilled that you are here. And if you are already a part of my tribe and you don't already know, I love and appreciate you. I think it's really important to celebrate all faces of motherhood and provide valuable and practical tips, suggestions, encouragement, and support on such a priceless influential, and impactful position in a child's life. I've had the privilege of being a stepmom to my son, AJ. And when I married my husband, Adrian, almost 19 years ago, AJ was 16 years old. And I have to be really honest, because before being married or before getting married, I was really nervous to marry someone who had already had a child. In fact, I had told myself that I would never marry someone with a child because of all of the drama and horror stories I had heard about becoming a stepmom and having to raise kids that weren't yours with a another mom who was jealous and angry and mean and just drama. And so, you know, it was really, I was hesitant about it when I first found out that Adrian had a son and and I was going to, you know, I really loved him and wanted to be with him. But I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. And so when I inherited AJ and became a stepmom, I have to say that it really was a beautiful experience for me. I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that 
Adrian and his former wife were on good terms. There was healthy communication. There was positive parent co-parenting skills between them. And there was no drama. Praise the Lord. Because I don't know if I would have been equipped to handle what I've seen and heard in other people's situations, you know, what we see on TV. I don't know if I would have been able to handle that because it is, it makes it so much harder and it doesn't necessarily have to be because there's not honesty, there's no communication, there's no even, you know, there's a lot of selfishness and pride involved in those very high, intense, stressful, dramatic situations, right, of co-parenting where you aren't necessarily keeping the children in the forefront as the priority, but they're worried about themselves. Just like one of the things that I really have a hard time understanding is why a parent would want to keep their child away from their mom or their dad, you know, like because if a child wants to have a relationship with their other parent, you know, because you're hurt, keeping them away from their dad or their mom is just wrong because it's not, it's just not conducive to cultivating a, an environment of love for the children, which ultimately every child needs. And so I remember Christmas, the first Christmas with Adrian and his family as his new wife. And I remember the gift that AJ gave me. He gave me a box of pictures and drawings and a beautiful letter introducing himself to me and helping me to just get to know him a little better. All I can say is not only did I ball, like full blown ball in front of his new family, (laughs) but it was one of the most beautiful, thoughtful gifts that I have ever gotten. And I still, of course, have that box today, 20 years later. And now AJ is 35 years old and married. So I've also inherited a beautiful daughter as well. I have not gotten everything right in this area, but I have learned a few things, not only by being a stepmom, but also being on the other side of the story as a child in a blended family. My parents were married for 23 years and very suddenly in my mind, when I was a senior in high school, they separated and went through a very amicable divorce. I always wanted my parents to get back together and remarry, and I really believed that they would until my mom got remarried to my stepdad, and then my dad got remarried to my stepmom. I was a child in this blended family, and even though I was an adult, I was one of those kids who really wanted my parents to remarry and get back together. Now, I know there are many children who are way happier that their parents aren't married. So there are many scenarios out there to step parenting and a blended family. So I wanted to put that out there. And so even though I was a young adult, when my parents got remarried, it was still difficult for me to fully accept, embrace, and really get on board with my parents being married to these new people. So I wanted to be honest with that and also to share some of what I learned from both perspectives, from being a stepmom to AJ and then now Jade, but then also as the the child of a blended family. 
And so when you are a stepmom and you are newly introduced to this family and you're kind of a new kid on the block, so to speak, but then also how as a stepmom can you beautifully blend or beautifully build this blended family? Because ultimately, mom, you are the glue. So number one, check your attitude. It's so important for you as a stepmom to see your inherited children as a blessing. Now, some people call it a bonus child or you're a bonus mom. And when you think about a bonus or a blessing or an inheritance, what do you think of, right? It should be something that you're so excited about. And this, it shifted for me because my myopic perception of marrying someone who already had a child was based on what I had heard or what I'd seen in the movies. So it wasn't even fair to even project this perspective that I knew really nothing about into my own um, decision making. So I'm so grateful that that I did not allow that to really keep me from being a part of Adrian's life and ultimately AJ's stepmom. And so as the glue in the family, it is you are positioned, perfectly positioned to build your family, to manage your family. It is a blessing. It is a privilege to be able to blend a family well. Now, this is a big responsibility. It is an honor. It is a blessing. And it's important for you to take ownership and may be intentional in blending your family well. Number two, have a conversation first with your spouse. What are his expectations for you as a new stepmom? How will you relate parent, disciple, discipline, that is super important. Your How will you do all of these things with your new inherited children, your new inherited blessing? It's important to gain an understanding of how he sees you, what he sees you, how he sees you really um, engaging in the family. And some, to be honest, some guys will have no idea what this should look like. So be sure that you give it some thought and how you want to really pursue the relationship, how you would want that to, what you want it to look like with your stepchildren. In this conversation with your spouse, I believe that it's important to bring the other mother, their biological mother into the conversation as well. Ideally, she's on board and, you know, there's not this animosity or weird energy that you're experiencing, but that you can co-parent beautifully together, right? That's the ultimate goal. And so if you have to be the initiator of that, be brave enough and courageous to start the conversation. And because again, it's the child who should ultimately be the priority. Okay. Then, um, Number three, be kind. Meeting your new family for the first time can bring a ton of emotions 
and feelings. But the most important emotion is to remember is kindness. Everyone, child or parent, can see and feel genuine kindness. So remember to be kind. That ultimately trumps everything. Number four, be you. Innately, you may want to overdo, right? You may want to overdo the excitement when first meeting your new family member or members, but don't be extra. Trust me, I know extra. So don't try to be something that you're not or someone you're not in an effort to fit in, right? Overdoing it can actually backfire and make things even harder in the beginning because you come off fake and not genuine. Number five, cultivate your own relationship with these children that you've inherited. Sometimes out of discomfort, you let your spouse take the lead in cultivating this personal relationship with you and his child or his children, but that he is not having the relationship with them. He already has a relationship with them. It's you that has the relationship with them. So it's important for you to take ownership for your own relationship with your inherited blessings. And depending on the age of the children or the child, reach out to them, send them a card, set up a date, play with them if they're if they're young, if they're little, you know, really find out who they are. If they're older, same thing. Schedule a dinner date, invite them over, have intimate time where you can get to know them better. It's really important to cultivate your own personal relationship with the children. Number six, learn their love language. When entering any relationship, it's so important to know how that person receives love. Innately, we want to love people the way we receive love, but that's not always effective. And Gary Chapman, who wrote The Five Love Languages, which is such a blessing to really understand that he's put the way people receive love and the way they give love in five different categories. So he makes learning how to love others easier by breaking down these love languages into five areas, quality time, acts of service, gifts, physical touch, and words of affirmation. So there is a simple quiz that you both, you and the children can take so that you can learn how to love each other in their love languages, not loving them the way you receive love. And so the quiz, you just go to fivelovelanguages.com and you can take a quiz for teens, for children, as well as adults. And it really makes all the difference in the way you relate to each other. Number seven, be patient. As the stepmom, you are typically older than the child in the family. So it's on you to offer patience, to practice patience, to give grace first, first to model patience. You are the parent. So be sure to act like it. You are in a position to model patience in your role at every single interaction. So be patient and remember that keeping you, you are the creator or the cultivator of the environment in the relationship. Number eight, never, ever, 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 ever make your spouse feel like 
they have to choose between you and their child. It's not fair. It's mean. It's self-centered. It's selfish. And it cannot happen. It is the worst thing that can happen where a husband marries and brings this woman into his life, expecting that everything's going to be wonderful and harmonious, right? But then after some uncomfortable interaction with the kids, you now feel like it's not working, right? But then you feel like the husband is, or your, your new husband has to now choose because he's still going on with his own relationship with his kids, but you feel like because of your own insecurity, they are, he's choosing them over you. And then you bring that up. I feel like you're choosing your children over me. Like it's ugly and it really can't even enter into the conversation. If those are thoughts that you are having, then it's really important for you to do some self-work and you do some really personal development on yourself because a relationship between a dad and his children, a dad and his son and his daughter has nothing to do with a relationship with him and his wife. And so the fact that you're blending and blurring the lines, or if you are blending and blurring the lines with that, that is a clear sign of insecurity and and, and emotional immaturity. And this is not to to discourage you. It's really more to help point out some of your blind spots because if you feel like the dad is choosing or feels like you have to threaten him to choose, that's a bad, bad, bad day. And it's a bad way to try to fit into the family because if you feel like your new spouse isn't supporting you through facilitating or helping you to cultivate a better or closer relationship with you and his children, then that's what you need to communicate, right? That's what you need to communicate. Not you, you have to choose. You need to choose between me and your daughter. What? No. Are you kidding? No. Communicate your insecurities to him. Offer suggestions and solutions for ways that he can help create more peace, more love, and more support in the relationship between you and his children. That's really important. And unfortunately, it happens way too often, I think, because most people don't see their blind spots and most people don't don't necessarily have friends close enough or that they give permission to speak into their life to point out their their blind spots. And so they go around thinking that it's not them, that it's everybody else's fault. Right. Number nine. Always include them. Always include the children. Make efforts and be make an effort and be intentional to always include your new blessings into your life. Now, this is obvious if they live with you, but if they are older and they live on their own, invite them to events and celebrations, family functions. It's really important to include them. If they don't want to be included, that's another thing. But if if you invite them, at least they know that they're a part of the family. This is part of, again, building a beautifully blended family. Last one, number 10. Selfishness will sabotage your relationships every single time. You will never win the heart of your inherited gifts if you are selfish and self-centered. This 
self-centered attitude will surely cause a wedge and distance in your relationship and it will not produce the relationship that you desire. And let me just address the stepmom who doesn't like her new children. When you do the work on you, people notice. So one of the things my mom always said is that when you point your finger at other people, you're pointing three three fingers back at yourself. And so do the work on you so that you can totally be available to hear from God on how to create this beautifully blended family. Now, this is just a short list of 10 things that I thought were important to highlight as you start, as you continue, or as you enhance your relationship with your stepchildren. And being a great stepmom requires a very delicate balance and a lot of patience. But more importantly, it requires a ton of communication, a ton of patience and honesty and personal development and ultimately love with all parties involved. So continue to stay in the conversation, stay open, stay engaged, stay humble, and always stay in love. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode on the Wife Wisdom Podcast. I hope that it was encouraging, inspiring, supportive, and made you feel like you were not alone. So thank you for joining me. If we are not connected on social media, please come on over and say hello. DM me on Instagram at wife.wisdom. I'm always looking to give you the best content that supports you and serves you. So please send me your ideas for topics for podcasts, as well as let me know how the Wife Wisdom Podcast has encouraged you or how it has supported you and brought up aha moments for you. I read and value and cherish all of these testimonies that I receive from you. So please, please, please keep them coming. Lastly, would you please do me a huge favor and rate and review my podcast if you have not already. It really helps the podcast to be seen and found on all of the platforms. So in order to rate and review, if you have an iPhone or an iPad, please go down, scroll down to the very first episode. It will say, write a review. So you click on the number of stars and you write your review right there. Unfortunately, if you have an Android, there isn't an easy way for you to rate and review the podcast at this time, but I would still love, love, love to hear from you over on Instagram. Rating and reviewing helps get the word out about the podcast to other women who are also looking for wife wisdom. So please continue to share with your family, your friends, and of course, your sister circle. I so appreciate you and value your consistent listenership. So have an amazing week and I look forward to connecting with you next time. The Wife Wisdom Podcast with Christy Little-Jones was created to help you cultivate the heart of a wife by giving you practical tools, tips, and techniques to live happily ever after. Well, at least most of the time. (laughs) So until next week, keep learning, keep listening, and keep love first. Bye-bye.